0: we are just uh, got a lot going on this morning. I'm going to try and keep things moving here, if that's okay. Um, I'm trying to, in my mind. I'm going, well, what direction should I take this? I think I want to get, come right back, if we can, uh, with Amber. She just ministered to us and uh, testified to us of a work that God's doing in her life. Uh, and as I spoke with Amber before the service, I said, you know, Amber, one of the things I'm most excited about is just watching how God is changing you on the inside how Christ is being formed in you. That's the lasting thing that we all need, Christ being formed in us. Um, I I can only get so excited about people who are all hoopla for Jesus because I've seen people who are hoopla for Jesus wipe out in six months but people being transformed into Christ-likeness that has staying power. And that's what we're getting to watch in this young girl's life. So, Amber, I'm going to ask you if you will come, come right back up. She referenced that this song uh, was something that came with while she was uh, in the foreign field. So you're going to answer a couple of quick questions, and I'm going to let you go, okay? First question is, a couple of them are, lay out some data for us. Some people don't know this. Amber came back from a mission trip. How long were you gone? Where were you? What was the entity under which you were away? YWAM is it, but you've got to say that, okay? And uh, first put those details in place, and then I'm going to ask you one last thing. So go ahead. Okay,
1: okay. so I was in part of a group, missions group called YWAM, it's Youth with a Mission. Um, and my base that, we, that I was at was in Paparoa, New Zealand, so it's the North Island of New Zealand. Um, and so I spent roughly about four, three and a half, four months in New Zealand, Um, and then my, my missions, my outreach part was in China. So I was in China for almost nine weeks, I believe, um, Let's see, what was your next no, that's question? that's good, that's good. I just sure to remember last so berry
0: that's, that's, that's the basic data, okay? Because we're going to let her freehand it from here. Because on Wednesday night, the missions committee had a wonderful time listening to you and Koshish, uh describe your experiences, what you learned, what God was teaching mm-hmm. you. So at this point, I'm going to ask you to just take it and go. and Say, okay, we got that data. Tell us what you learned. Tell us about your experience okay. in, there in the Far East. And I'm going to sit down with my lovely wife. And uh, we'll come back up here in a little bit.
1: Okay, so bear with me here, people. I'm terrible at public speaking. So, (laughs) Um, I forgot to mention that I left around January 14th, and then I got back around July 8th. So, that's kind of the time frame that I was in. Um, So... I already mentioned where I was at and um, part of the missions group called YWAM. Um, So for 12 weeks, um, I was at my base in New Zealand uh, for the discipleship training school, the DTS, as we call it. Um, And so what that kind of entailed was we have different professors, different teachers, different pastors coming in each week um, and teaching like a class. And so, like, some of the topics were, like, Holy Spirit Week and, like, Spiritual Warfare Week and um, the Heart of God Week. And so, each week we were really getting um, just poured into ourselves. And uh, it's really cool because the kind of the phrase that goes along with YWAM is um, to know God and to make him known. It was also my Bible college uh, phrase as well, so that was kind of cool how that correlated. Uh, But the to know God part um, was so real to me for those 12 weeks, was really getting to know God, really getting to um, get that relationship with the Lord. And it's cool because, I mean, some people, some of the the kids, students that were there weren't even Christians when they got there. Don't know why they signed up for this thing, (laughs) but God had reasons. And um, both of the boys that were there accepted Christ, um, like the first week they were there. So it was very, very powerful. Um, So yeah, Really, God was really working individually, especially on my heart, um, and really pouring into myself and uh, really strengthening our relationship before, you know, we can, before I could give out to others, he really wanted to work on myself, and uh, I was talking to Gary before about uh, what it would have looked like if they brought, you know, a bunch of kids from around the world and just threw them out onto the missions field. Obviously, God can definitely work in us and work in the people there, but for us to really get that teaching and for us to really get that strong relationship with the Lord and then being able to, to pour out to other people was just, it's, it's become more of a, um, a realization to me like, Oh wow. Yeah. That, that really is something special and that's really something, um, that it's so valued to me now. Uh, so, yeah, while we were there, classes, we did get a lot of opportunities to really pour out to the community in New Zealand. Um, we did a lot of um, street evangelizing and a lot of, um, you know, working with the community and going to people's houses, knocking on doors, seeing if we can pick weeds in their yard and just really um, pouring out to the people that were in New Zealand. Uh, so that was a really, really great opportunity, um, so, I absolutely love New Zealand, obviously New Zealand is a, a marvelous wonderful place. Uh, so the twelve weeks we were there, um, I was really myself uh, really learning to get that relationship uh, with the Lord, something really, really speci- special special uh, So the twelve weeks and then we had uh, eight or eight to nine weeks um, was my China. I got put on team China did not. Uh, we didn't know going into it where we would be going, and so they told us like two, three weeks before we left. I think I called mom and told her we'd be going. To, I'd be going to China, um, and really, Team China had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. They didn't really tell us or explain us what we were doing because of um, communications with people that were there. Uh, so we really did not know what we were going to be doing when we got there. Uh, so three weeks, I was in Hong Kong, and I was staying at we. We're my team of eight people. Uh, We're staying at a place called Singman Springs, uh, and it's a place where people with different addictions can come. Uh, The government is actually a government-funded place, and the government sends these people um, here, and they stay there. And they keep sending people because they keep coming out with their lives being changed. And it's because of what the Lord is doing in their lives. Because um, it is a Christian-based ministry there. And so like I said, we had no idea what we were going to be doing. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we did do was a lot of hands-on service work. So the humidity is crazy in Hong Kong. So there was mold everywhere. So I scrubbed mold for days and days and days. Um, and we scrubbed, you know, like toilets and just cleaning and doing a lot of, um, stuff that they, they didn't have time to do was what our team was really, really there to do. Um, and we got to be a part of a Go Kids ministry. It's called Go Kids. It's a, a children's ministry that happens like two times a week and, um, they do the kids can just come in and uh, really have fun cuz for for Asian children it's not a thing where they get to um really enjoy themselves as being kids they're taught from a very early age and so it was great to see families coming in and letting their kids just be kids um and it's a great outlet for um the staff there to really talk to the parents and you know invite them to bible study invite them um to to more things centered around uh Jesus and stuff and I always said, you know, kids and crafts. My t- some of my two most difficult things, and of course, I got put on craft duty with a bunch of uh, two hundred kids or so, and that was that was a challenge. But you know, it was all good. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun, and I really definitely grew in that. Um, while we were there. I really struggled at the beginning with the of the first week we were there. Um, God really had to speak into my life for that first week because we were doing a lot of service work, and that's something my heart is not necessarily centered on. Uh, And and God knew that, and uh, I was just getting really disappointed and downhearted because, man, I wanted to be out there on the streets evangelizing, you know, sharing Jesus with people, but that wasn't God's plan. That wasn't God's mission um, for me then. Uh, he really you know had to tell me you know amber it 's not about you it 's about me and it 's about what i 'm doing and this ministry is so much bigger than than you and so much bigger than what you realize and I was just like, "Oh man, like I felt so convicted like how I should be feeling like that because what god 's doing is so much bigger than what i 'm doing uh, and I got the opportunity one evening to to eat with uh these boys and and they don 't speak very- Eng- they don 't speak English very well um but I, I kind of got to listen to their testimonies a little bit, and it was it was cool because each one of them at that table had accepted Christ at that place, and at that moment I was like. Oh man, God, you are so good. Like, you, you have been working in these boys' lives, and I am so lucky just to be here and just to be helping this ministry. And I know you don't need me, but I'm so glad to, you know, be a part of this and to be able to scrub mold and to scrub floors and, you know, just do whatever. Um, so that was really the, the change that really big change that happened to me was that first week, and it really just opened the door to the rest of, um, my outreach phase. Uh, so yeah, we spent three weeks in Hong Kong. It was an absolutely amazing time there. Um, and I really grew uh, in my relationship with my team and and the Lord. Um, and so after the three weeks, we made our way. Uh, we, we took a bus, a train, a plane, and a couple sketchy taxis and a van to get to our next place. Um, and I can't really say names and places further in China because for confidentiality reasons. Um, but so we got to our, our place. didn't. We absolutely had no idea what took off when we were there. Um, but God really just worked worked in our team and worked in that place. And, and uh, the, we stayed with the host family. And they are such an amazing, strong Christian family. And the city that we were staying in, I mean, there's only a handful of Christians in that city. And these, these people that are there, I mean, they are doing God's will there. And it was so cool to just see how God's using the underground church in China and how he's using these people here. Um, it just really blew my mind away and opened, opened my eyes to, you know, what missions— look like, but missions can't be put in a box and you can't define what missions is. Missions can be so many different things. And I really I really had to, to learn that as I was there too, is that God uses people, God uses missions in so many different ways. Um, and so... We were also doing a lot of service work when we were there. Uh, we were, we helped get a, like a farm started. So we were out, you know, picking weeds and we were out, you know, hoeing with their really sketchy hoes because they don't have nice farm equipment like we have. So if you ever need me to come, you know, start a little farm for you, I know how. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just out at this farm for, s- several several days and just really getting this this farm going for them it's going to be such a good um support for them and for their staff um that they're going to be there and it's going to help support them and their ministry and it was like oh wow this is this is really cool to to be able to be a part of this and um and getting to go to to church you know underground church and uh they had like let's see like thirty thirty people in this tiny little house room in the underground church and I mean we got opportunities to share our testimonies and and to really um try to pour out what we could into these people that were there, really encourage them really um just support them in what they were doing and saying, man, you guys are doing God's work here. You guys are, God is so with you and so supportive of what you're doing, and we just want to be here. We just want to help you. We just want to do what we can um, to keep you guys going and to keep you guys, you know, motivated. And um, one thing that really, really, really changed, changed something in myself was seeing how special God is to these people how special Jesus is to these people they are literally giving everything that they have to know Jesus literally giving all all of themselves just to know the name of Jesus and we got to meet and pray over this this one girl and she'd been so persecuted by her family and so persecuted by the people from her village and stuff and she had to actually had to sneak out to come to come to this place uh, for us to be able to pray for her. She did that a couple times because uh, they had her on like lockdown. They had somebody watching her, and it's just like her story. We got to hear her testimony, and it was just just crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness, people, we are so so blessed to be in a country in a place where we can even say the name of Jesus in public, and that was like, oh my goodness. These people are so so crazy, so special, and it was like, "Wow, Amber, just to be able to come to church and to be able to sing and and talk about Jesus is it's so much more valued to me after seeing people not being able to do that and seeing people giving all of themselves to to this ministry and to to this person to this jesus and i my my outlook on on that will never be the same because I know how special it is um." for the place that I'm at, and for the family that I grew up in, it's, it's just life-changing, um, so yeah, I, I can't go much further, I've got like six, six months worth of stuff I could tell you, but I don't have the time to do that, I could talk all day, but, um, so I, people, I can't even tell you how crazy of a, um, thing this was for me, how crazy of a mission trip this was for me. Um and thank you so much for supporting me in your prayers and in, in finances. And um I it was just such a life-changing experiment for me and and God really did a lot in myself. Um so much in myself. Um didn't know what I was expected getting myself into that and second day and it was like man God just hit me. I was like woo, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Um, but no, I, it was an absolutely amazing experience. And if you want to talk to me more about it, I'd be, I'd be glad to sit down and talk to you uh, more about it. But um, just thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. And um, yeah, God is amazing. Oh, P.S., I love Judy. <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside joke. <sighs>
0: Amber, if I could, I'd like to ask you one more question and then... Uh, Give us just a minute or so. I'm just curious, because you will reflect on this literally for years to come. Oh, yeah. This is good. This is something you will take with you as part of your history. Um, you will time and again be back in, whether your time in New Zealand or in China, in your mind and, and going, okay, uh, good stuff. Um, initially, when you come back, is there one thing that you thought... The Lord has been impressing this on my heart. He's been trying to change me. And I don't want to lose this. I don't want to get back into the American culture and lose this one thing. Do you understand what I'm saying mm. in any way? Does that make sense? Yeah. What's something you say, I want to hang on to this Lord mm. coming in? And did you, have you reflected? Is anything yeah. like that comes to mind?
1: Um, my, having a missions mindset at all times is something I've always struggled with. Um, and I really had to grow in that when I was, um, especially in New Zealand, uh, was just constantly thinking about having those opportunities to share Christ with others. I mean, that's what we're called to do. We're called to to share Christ with with everybody we can meet. I mean, God is so good. Why are we not sharing Him every time we see somebody new? When you're sitting on the bus to, with a person for whether it's three minutes or or a couple of hours, like, how can you squeeze Jesus's name into a relationship? And that's something that I definitely. It's hard. It's it's hard, but yet. It should be something that should be coming easy to us because of how good Jesus is, and so yeah that's something that I that I definitely want to keep and want to um, progress in <laughs> sure say. sure um, yeah that's that, that was definitely a really big thing for me.
0: Wonderful. okay yeah. where do you go from here What's your next I mean are you in school this fall? Are you working this fall? What do you do <laughs> now that you're you're back and kind of regrouping <laughs>
1: I've only got to ask this about 30 million times. Sure,
0: Sure. but people care. They love you. They've supported you. They want to know. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, My plans tend to always change. Um, I always have something set, and then God's like, oh, it's okay, Amber. We can do my thing. (laughs) So as of right now, I'm not going to school in this fall. Um, I'm having some (laughs) physical issues again, so I'll be having um, ankle surgery next month or something. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of setting me back. Um, but hopefully getting a job this fall and then going to school next semester. Okay. But I'm really just waiting on the Lord to see like what he has next for me because I know it's something really good. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. I don't know what you guys heard. I heard some words mumbling about an ankle or something. There's something in there. <laughs> That's the, I know that was there somewhere. In my mind, I heard, Amber's going to be here for a year. <laughs> and God's going to be using her in our midst. That's what I heard, all right? That Amber's around for a year. That's exciting. Thank you, girl. I appreciate that so very much. Our mission statement, advancing the kingdom of God by reaching and developing people for God, is based upon two scriptures. One of those is, and you've seen them both come into, in in Amber's discussion. The one is uh, Matthew 16:18. Uh, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And you see Amber engaged in being part of, of reaching, building the church of Jesus Christ, God's kingdom moving forward, and that's, that's exciting. And uh, you, we saw that. The other part, of the, well, the developing part is go and make disciples. And you saw that happening in, in Amber's own experience. She's being discipled there. And so that's why these kinds of things are so very, very good. Um, we had a chance last week. To deal with a young family, I say deal with, celebrate with a young family, a transition happening in their lives. And I just want to say thank you. They're not able to be with us because their lives are moving forward. Trent and Jody had their final sale this last Friday and pretty much divested themselves of all worldly goods. And they are um, uh, heading down somewhere in the next few days. They'll be going down to the Fargo area. They're doing a walkthrough today on their apartment. So they're out. They're gone. Next step, Nepal. And we had the privilege last week of uh, commissioning them as they're sending church. And I was so proud of you. They were so blessed by a very, very generous, um, the largest one I've ever seen of a love offering of uh, somewhere over $4,000 that has, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God. And in talking to Trent, Trent met us with the youth in, in Thief River. Because And I'm, you can see I'm showing you something here. Um, he said with that and then with the, with the sale, they are within $600 of reaching their $24,000 goal. Praise God, huh? God is meeting their needs, and they're moving forward. So they wanted to, and it is such a privilege that we get to be considered their sending church. And this simply is that he's got a map of Nepal, and Trent told me we will get a full-size flag, a, a picture, small flag, a picture of their family, um, some, some cloth that I'm assuming is something of their textiles. They do a lot of work in that world, and... Uh, 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 so there's some, some cloth on there, and it looks like a scarf of some sort, and that says, "Thank you, and Church family, for keeping us in your prayers as we serve in Nepal Trent, Jody, uh, Gabe and Natalie. So you can see it here. We'll have a place for it to be put up. I know the missions committee is going to be thrilled to have that, but uh, they just that's their way of saying thank you and uh, for the, the blessing of last week, and, and what a privilege is ours to stand. Um, with that family, and so we, we celebrate, we rejoice that with them, on that. Um, in this context of God building His church of Christ building the church uh, while I was on sabbatical, and you'll forgive me, is during the month of August, I'm hoping to spend a couple minutes sharing things that I've seen because you blessed me with a gift of being on sabbatical. While there, I had an opportunity to be in a, be in a wide variety of churches. And um, uh, I appreciate it. I wrote down what Amber said. What God's doing is so much bigger than what I'm doing or what we're doing. And what I experienced in these churches, uh, the one church was, I would say there was 40 people there maybe, and the worship center was about a third the size of ours, and um, it was a a, a rural church in Tennessee, and this was just good old boys in this church. To hear some of these young men pray, and to hear their accents and stuff, it's like, yeah, we are in countrified Tennessee right now, all right? And they love the Lord, and God's using them. Another church that I was in, I just wanted to see, because I have both my children live in in, uh, close proximity to one another, and I thought, well, what are some of the churches around here that they don't attend? So I wanted to attend a couple of churches where, what else is here? Because it's so easy just to go to church with them. I thought, no, this time I'm going to explore a couple of churches. One of them was a church that I would say uh, was a church of a few hundred people. And uh, it had, the way I would describe my best perception of that congregation uh, was that they would be very, very traditional Christian type people like we would find here. And the, the, of course, I'm interested in what's there available for my own children. So I'm looking at those in that 30-year that age, later 20s, 30-year range. And they appeared to me to be people who were probably raised in a Christian home and felt very comfortable in this kind of a place. So that was cool to see that. Then one church in particular where my son Mike attends. It's a different kind of a church. They will not sing the music that you hear on the radio. In fact, they're like, "Ah, that's not what we want." They have a lot of musicians in this church and Mike refers to the hipsters that are there and the musicians that are there. They have their own they have their own identity and they write all of their own music. And a lot of these guys have been in bands that have toured around the world, and now they're here in this particular church. There's also a, uh, and I don't, I'm not trying to be political, but there's a very liberal element within the church. There is, Mike has actually said there's a small gay and lesbian population within the church. There are atheists who attend the church. The ministry of the church has a, this approach. It is simply, we're going to proclaim the word of God. You're welcome to come hear it. And everybody is welcome here in this. That's just a different kind of a place. I'm telling you. It's a different kind of a place. We'll leave that at that. Because I'm going to come back to one summary statement. Another place that I was in was was a classic Baptist church. Lori and I have driven by it for years. Beautiful on the outside, and we just when we are when Denea first moved there, we just thought clearly that's going to be the place where our daughter will attend. She's never darkened the door of that place. I thought I got to get in and see this church. I drive by it all the time. So one Sunday, went into this absolutely beautiful, one of the most beautiful churches that I have ever seen. And I would identify the, the congregation there as to be um, successful, a traditional Southern Baptist. A lot of successful people in that church because it was the most beautiful, most beautiful worship center that I have seen in a Protestant church. Okay, I mean the Catholics have put up cathedrals for years. That just Take your breath away, but in terms of in, in terms of a Protestant church, I just thought this is absolutely magnificent, and I think they had a lot of successful people in it because there was there was money spent on things that their their window alone that that backs where the guy speaks costs more than this. I'm sure it costs more than this entire facility that we have. Just one window and the way it was done. That's just the, you just look at it and go. This is absolutely. Magnificent What struck me as interesting in watching how God is doing something. Remember what God is doing is so much bigger than what i 'm doing as I consider this, I will build my church jesus said i 'm going to do that and, we, and, and and amber reminded it 's bigger than what any one of us can grasp. Where I thought was fascinating to watch was uh, and a number of them I had a chance to see how they did the lord 's table. That was just interesting because everyone had their own unique approach. Every one of them, uh, one was similar to what we did, all right? in terms of distributing elements, everybody partakes together, and that was in the large Baptist church. In the one church that had all the hipsters in it, uh, they've stationed people in the aisles and you go and you break off a guy's stands or a woman stands with a loaf of bread, you break off a piece of bread, they have a cup with some grape juice and you dip into that and then you partake right there and then you go. And then there was another place where you ca- went up and got stuff and then carried it back to your place and you partook. Everybody did it a different way. But they all did it In a way that they found meaningful and significant to them. Very interesting to watch. But what I came away most encouraged by was simply this place after place after place after place, I saw people gathering to hear the Word of God being proclaimed. I saw people gathering and I listened to pastors. Who did their best. They opened up their Bibles and they did their best to open up the Word of God to the people who were sitting there that day. They looked different than we do. They sounded different than we did. They were, I mean, the, the visually, there's just so many things about them were different than us. But I thought to myself, I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a whole discussion that can be had about the role of the church and where America is going as a whole. Okay? And, 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 and I, I, I've heard both sides of the arguments about what the church should be and where America is going and influence, not whatever. Okay? I only came away knowing this. There are men who stand in pulpits around our country, as well as, if now that you've picked up from Amber, around the world there are men who stand in pulpits and on a regular basis are seeking to feed the people of God, the word of God. And it is upon that, Jesus said, on this rock, the profession of who Jesus Christ is, on that rock, he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I just want to come back and say, God's building his church. He's doing it. He's doing it. It was interesting in the, in the church that seemed to be traditionally raised uh, uh, um when I said, you know, 30-somethings who were raised in the church would feel very comfortable there. It was interesting to see how many uh, appeared to be singles. Three singles came up and spoke with me, as well as families that were there in that late 20s, 30s range. And they were there, and they wanted to They wanted to hear the word. in the church where Mike attends with, with the hipsters, there was a huge percentage. Uh, in fact, very few that I would say that were m- my age or older, that were there, and they were listening to the Word of God. And, and you, Gideon's, okay? Did God, does God not say His Word won't re- return void? You like that verse, Gideon's, right? You know, God's using His Word. God's using what is going forth here. Um, the traditional Baptist church was just a lot older, you know, but these people delighted to hear the Word of God. And so I, I just want to come back and thank you again. Thank you for the privilege that I had to go out and, and just in a small way, in one little microcosm, say, what's the church like here in, you know, in, in the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area of Florida? What's it like? And I was finding place after place after place where the word was opened and clearly people were seeking to be fed. And I was thankful for that. I'm sure there are other places that had I gone, I'd go, eh, that's not quite what I would have been looking for. But I'm telling you, I saw a lot of places that were. And for that, I was just rejoicing and celebrating and and feeling like there's a hope for the church. Lord, you are building, you are being faithful. And then we hear these reports and we'll hear more of people who've been away, they've been around the world. And we see, hey, it may be house churches in China, but God's doing a work. And that is to encourage us, friends. Encourage us. What we do here matters. What we do here, uh, just we're seeking to align as we seek to advance God's kingdom. What God is doing in the world, that's what we're trying to do. We have a new ministry of, a new year of ministry in front of us. There's, you've seen it, right? You look in the bulletin and go, oh, Wanda needs help. Oh, we could use some help for what's happening out on the, uh, with the Five Cent Family Fun Fair. Isn't that a clever name? You'll never forget the Five Cent Family Fun Fair. And you'll be telling people about it, but we as a church agreed. We want to go ahead. We To do that we want to do that great we need help if we're going to do that because we agreed we're going to do that so there's stuff that will be happening the women's ministry has so many things going on all this stuff that's happening as god builds his church and these things matter and i am convinced god uses in ways that he understands bigger than we realize if you listen to what amber said ways he understands he uses every one of these places and these ministries, and in small ways, he continues to build his church. My daughter uh, was training for a marathon, broke her foot. So she's not training right now. And uh, so her foot is in some type of a boot. And um, how's your healing go? Well, it's slower than I'd like. I said, honey, you realize the healing at that point is happening on a cell-by-cell level. At the cellular level, it has to heal. It's not something you just macro heal, right? It's just that's how it is. Unless God comes in and God macro heals, it cell by cell has to rebuild and the tissue has to rebuild. So it takes time. I got, to, I got to think about this, what I'm seeing in God working in the body of Christ. Cell by cell by cell. Churches have their own identity. They're each their own little individual cell, if you will. And they fit into a much larger picture. But God is doing something very, very significant for all eternity And I thank you for the privilege of getting a chance to see it. I only hope you're encouraged by what I'm saying so that you go, yeah, what we're doing here matters. We're going to continue to support an Amber when she's ready to go. We're going to continue to stand behind a family right here in what God is doing in their lives. And because we know these are the things that matter. Jesus Christ will be victorious. And so day by day, week by week, month by month, we want to be a part of that work that he is doing. Um, As a church as individuals, as families, however it is. Amen? Amen? Amen. Another ministry that God is using in our midst is a ministry with our youth, okay, who had an interesting little getaway. Josh, come up here and talk to me for a minute. I want to talk about uh, where you've been the last two days, okay? And uh, come up here, and uh, you guys know Josh. Can I introduce Josh Hansen to you? okay. Uh, pastor of Youth and Worship Ministries, and uh, where were you these last couple of days, Josh? Tell us about that.
2: On Thursday, we uh, we set out with our our brand new bus um, down to um, down to the cities to go to Valley Fair and the Twins game. Um, we were we we're gonna all do it. We we're gonna do it all in one day, um, Valley Fair and Twins. I know that's crazy, um, but we did it. Um, on our way down. Um, you, I just keep going. Go. Cool. Okay. Just, just talk. Um, Let's go. Let's go. On our way down, uh, Jane's Jane's vehicle, Jane Johnson drove. Um, uh, and her A second be- vehicle. Yeah, a second vehicle. Because he
0: had so many kids.
2: Because we had so many kids. That's we exciting, had- huh? Yep.
0: huh? So many kids needed a second vehicle. Go we ahead. had 22
2: That's kids that came with us. Um, so um, we, we needed more because our bus only holds 22 people total. So we needed something for more people so Jane drove her suburban um, Jane's brake line went out um, or well ruptured um, somewhere probably around Elk River or something like that so we got that back to the church that we were going to um, and got that figured out probably close we called a guy at 10:40 and woke him up probably and got him over to church and he looked at it and he said his his shop could fix it tomorrow um, but we'd need a, a different vehicle to Bring the kids to Valley Fair, and so we went over to Enterprise in the morning and got a charger. <laughs> that was pretty fun, um, to say the least. Um, and uh, so we took the charger and the and the bus down to Valley Fair. Um, had an awesome time. The kids the kids were running around like like crazy. Kids were going on all the rides, and um, we went in the water park, and you know, some of us went in the water park, and. Um, it was a beautiful day. It was a perfect day The you know, the clouds were kind of covered. It was, um, still warm, but, um, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, then we, uh, we left there and we, um, got back to the church quick and ran off to the twins game, got to the twins game, um, had an awesome time there. The twins lost as usual this year, I guess. Um, and, uh. Um, but it was still an awesome, awesome time. Our parking actually turned out really easy um, and uh easier than we thought it would be um, and Then we were driving back in um, and we got to the just got to the church and noticed that the bus um, belt broke, so um, we uh had to call this guy again. <laughs> Um, and uh, he came out and looked at it And um, we, actually, we actually got him in the morning To come out and look at it When we were supposed to leave We wanted to leave by about 8 o'clock From the church in the morning To come back here To get back here by like 2 um, That didn't happen um, We got a belt at the parts store And um, tried to bypass our condenser um, compressor. Or compressor It froze um, up Our compressor compressor
0: was not moving.
2: So so we tried to bypass that with a smaller belt. Um, The parts store told us that wouldn't work, and the mechanic was like, I don't see why not. Um, It didn't work. (laughs) 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 We got to Anoka, um, from Fridley to Anoka. If you know where that is, it's about 10 miles maybe at most. Um, And we we parked in a clinic parking lot, and... um, we went to plan B, so at, I made a bunch of calls um, and uh, got another bus lined up that 's why you see that beautiful yellow bus, not our bus out there, um, with the trailer hooked up and uh, we 're renting that from a Christian school that actually meets in my old church um, and um, and then we got a tow uh, com- well a tow and repair shop to come they 're all one company they came in. Um, pulled our bus away, and so our, our bus is sitting at a shop in the cities. And uh, do I
0: understand we can see a picture of that on Facebook? Somebody yeah. posted a picture of the bus being towed. Okay, it's so on Facebook. oh, there you go, Jane. Thanks. It's All on right.
2: Jane's Facebook. Are. If you ah. yep. um, So um, after that, we we made it by right what ten o'clock?
0: Yeah, we got home like that. Good. We got only home eight good.
2: hours after what we thought we were. A couple
0: going of places to. in there. I'd like you to, Josh, if you could. Uh, um, Absolutely. How did how did God reveal Himself? In some of those moments that you saw happening,
2: absolutely. So um, at Valley Fair, one of our students um, misplaced his wallet um, with a substantial amount of money. I think it was close to two hundred bucks. Is that what it was? Okay, Um, and it was over a hundred. Yep. Yeah. Um, And it was gone. We we thought this is this is not good. We um, Gary took him around and um, looked at the different rides that he had just been on, and they didn't see it. They couldn't find it at all, we went to the lost and found, um, and uh, they hadn't had it, hadn't seen it, um, they filled out some forms to, to have them call if they found it, we thought it was gone, um, and uh, Gary started praying that, um, you know, Lord, if if someone um, finds this and has bad intentions, um, you know, let's let him just... let this person come and bring it in and um, so a couple hours later uh, we got a call and they had found the wallet at the lost and found um, all the money still in it um, and, and yeah God showed him himself through that to um, that
0: young man the young man had said there's no way you're going to find it again in a place like this that was his statement not in a place like this I'm never going to see it again said, dude you know we don't know that and so God was faithful so absolutely. go ahead I'm sorry
2: um Let's see, what else? Um, with the...
0: I, I have things in my mind. I'll yeah. go ahead and throw it in, okay? Yeah. All right.
2: Well, no. Because I know you've got things on
0: your mind, yep. so i got things, and I'll just say, all right. The bus, as far as the bus. Yep. We, after the game, we, we were there in traffic. I mean, stop and go traffic, partiers all around, revelers everywhere. It's loud, it's crazy. We're not going anywhere. The bus could have broke down right there at 10.30 at night in the downtown Minneapolis with 22 people on it. Now what do we do? Yep. The bus breaks down right in front of the church. I thank God for that. That's when it came time that we lost the second belt, all right, um, we knew we got to get off the road. All right, we're doing, now you, you understand, that belt goes, you mechanic guys know, what, what are you losing the belt? You lose your water pump, you lose your power steering, and you lose your power brakes. So now I have very tough braking, traveling 65 miles an hour down the road, you know, like a rocket with a trailer behind this bus. And Josh ja said, hey, here's where we can get off. We got off at a safe place. Uh, we didn't get off into a lot of traffic. So now when I got to drive really slow, we were able to find a spot right there. And then the kids stopped and prayed. In fact, we were encouraged by one of our own young people. We need to do something here. We're here for a reason. And so we came together. We prayed. And within a couple minutes after we prayed, we're, to, there's, we're not in immediate proximity to anything that's going to just be fun to do. But we're in a safe place. And... Guy pulls up with a case of water. said, I saw you guys broke down. You okay? Yeah, it looks like we're figuring things out. He said, maybe you could use some water. And he had gone into his basement, grabbed out a case of, an unopened case of bottled water, brought it to us. Maybe you guys would like some water. All right? And God immediately began to show to these young people how he would meet their needs if they would call upon him. And so that was exciting. So he kept us safe. Uh, he met our needs. And there's one other thing is we tried to impress upon the young people. These are the people that you see who were there. Somebody who's amazing behind the scene the whole time was David and Judy Lockstead. Mm-hmm. Because all of we mentioned, you know, going to Enterprise, getting a car and all this. And a lot of phone calls are going back between Jane and her parents. And I just tell you, her parents just stepped up. And the reason we completed things without much glitches is because David and Judy were there Instructing us, helping us, you know what I mean. Okay. And they were amazing in all of this. So God used them in a very significant way. That needs to be said.